Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. So I got a, I got a question for you guys. Now, how many of you would say you know someone that can easily be offended? Raise your hand. There, raise your hand. That's it. Don't point at them because, you know, they're easily offended, right? So if you don't know someone who's easily offended, chances are you're probably not on social media like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, what else, Twitter, right? Chances are you're not in any of them because social media is such a, a jungle. And everyone to in this day and age, and I think everybody could agree to this, that everybody is always offended by something. Isn't that true? Everybody's always offended by something so small and so inane and so minute. And maybe for you, um, you know, maybe when someone rolls their eyes at you, you could be offended by that, right? Maybe someone has a tone in their voice, right, that you don't like. Maybe someone forgets to say thank you and you get offended by that. You can get, you know, I, I can get, you can get offended. We can all probably get offended by this, but I, I personally get offended when a friend doesn't respond to a text or an email or a message or something, right? And especially, and it's, it's like icing on the cake when, when you see them responding because you can see the bubbles, right? You see, you see that they saw the message already. So you saw them responding and then they don't respond. Sometimes that offends me, right? I'm just being honest with you today. Um, you can even get offended by, you know, when you're looking at social media like Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, what people post about, how often they post, if they comment on your friend's post, but they don't comment on yours, right? They like your friend's, you know, Facebook post and they don't like yours, right? Or what's worse is that if they unfollow you, right? That's like the most unforgivable sin in the social media world. You know, we live in an age of offense, quick to be offended. We're always quick to judge. We're always quick to become bitter, and I'm not pointing at anybody else because I can be the worst at this, right? Um, tell you a quick story. You know, one, uh, I think a couple of years ago, right after church, you know, Vanessa wasn't feeling too well. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to the pharmacy and I'm going to go get her some medicine and, you know, uh, I'm going to go and give it to her. Um, and then um, right as I was walking through the aisles, and mind you, I'm not like the best. I'm not an expert on knowing what medicines are, right? So I'm just looking around. I'm looking around. And then um, I'm looking for it, and then suddenly there's this lady that looks straight at me with a walker and literally just rammed me with her walker. And I know she didn't do it by accident because she looked straight at me and just rammed me with it, right? And I'm like, excuse me, what's your problem, right? You could see me walking there, but you still hit me with your walker, right? And I'm like, what's your problem? Like, did I do something to you? That's exactly what I said, right? And so Tom, who had just listened to God's word a few hours ago, Tom, who just led worship just a few hours ago, Tom, who like, like was sharing, you know, godly posts on Facebook just a few hours ago, was willing to challenge this crazy lady, right? And I'm like, okay, I got to chill. I got to chill, right? So I just asked him, what's your problem? And I'm like, you know what? I don't have time for this. Vanessa's feeling sick. I'm just going to get my medicine and get out, right? So I get in my car, and um, 
I get in my car and I look at my passenger mirror and I see this lady with her walker with her son as well. And you could tell that her son was not, it was not their day because their son was like all over the place. You guys have seen those before, yeah? They were going crazy and this lady was trying to grab her, right? This lady was trying to grab it and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you know what? You deserve this, right? You deserve what's happening right now. Yes, your son is going crazy. Yeah, you deserve that. But then, but then, right? But then... I felt like God was just really like about to just um, <laughs> about to just tell me something. But God really whispered to me and thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to get over this. Because she was probably having a bad day that day. Um, in other words, if, if, if you're a con- in a continuous search to be offended, and I want you to catch on to this. If you're on a continuous search to be offended, you will always find what you're looking for. If you're always looking to be offended, you will always find what you're looking for. And, I, and I'll, I hope you'll understand this, that there has never, ever, ever been a win in living offended. There's never, ever been a win in living offended. Like, I've never found myself saying, you know what, I'm so much better off today because I'm so offended by everything. Right? I've never found myself saying, you know what, I'm, I'm having a better day because I was offended by something so small. You know, no one will ever say, you know, my, my marriage is so much stronger because I'm carrying this grudge. Right? Like no one will ever say my relationships are so much tighter because I'm so offended by something. I'm closer to God. I'm making more of a difference in this world because I'm offended. I'm so much happier today. There has never been a win in living offended. That's why I tell myself over and over again that my life is too short and my calling is too great to be offended by something small. Right? Because so often in our lives, like how many times do we complain about bad drivers? Right? How many times do we complain about how people like you know, shove us on the side while we're walking. How often do we live in small offenses and let it get to us? We get sidetracked, we get distracted, or we get hurt because of a small offense. And I love this because in, in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11, if you want to turn that, to that with me, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11, it says this. I love this. A person's wisdom yields patience. A person's wisdom it yields patience. It's to one's glory to overlook. Everybody say overlook. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. Overlook. Yeah, to overlook an offense. It's to one's glory to overlook an offense. And that's why the title of my message today is I'm over it. Turn a person next to you and say, are you over it? I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over it. Doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Doesn't matter what happened last night, last year. I am over it. And how are we, you know, how is that that we as followers of Christ, as Christ followers, get over this grudge? How do you grow past the daily temptations to be offended? Because we do get tempted to be offended sometimes. And this is the answer to that. The answer is we close the gap with love. I love this. We close the gap with love. And it says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12, tells us this hatred stirs up strife we know this hatred complicates it distances relationships right but love covers all offenses and i love one translation it says it overwhelms it overwhelms all offenses i love that because you know it doesn't matter what that offense was my love or love covers it overwhelms offenses 
Love covers offenses and we, we close the gap with love. And what we're going to do is we're going to unpack this for you for a moment. And what happens is that there's a dynamic. If you didn't know this, there's a dynamic that happens in every interaction. And you may not notice this, but it happens in every interaction you have with somebody, right? There is a gap between an action and your reaction, okay? And basically what happens is someone acts and there's, there's this micro gap. There's this little gap. There's a moment. There's a split second where you make an interpretive decision based on what that action means. For example, right, if I were to catch up with somebody after, you know, after the gathering today, I'm going to catch up with somebody after the gathering. There's a micro gap between our, um, our interaction. If I was to talk to Sam, for example, Sam's awesome to have a chat to, by the way. You know, if I were to talk to Sam, right, when we're meeting, right, there's a, there's a micro gap. There's a gap in between that interaction. And the key is this. I love this because you get to choose what you put in that gap. There's always a gap and you get to choose what you put in that gap. For example, right, there is an action when an elderly woman tries to run you over with her walker, right? And then there's this micro moment, there's an instant where I get to interpret the meaning behind that action. And I put something in the gap before I respond. And we interpret the meaning of this action, right? And the problem is, this is the problem, we are horrible interpreters, we are all horrible interpreters, right? We're horrible interpreters. Because how many times has someone misinterpreted the meaning behind your words or your actions, right? And you thought to yourself, how in the world could you think that I would ever say something or mean something like that towards you? How could you think that I would ever do something like that? We're horrible interpreters, right? It's the misinterpretation, you know, this, you know, we do it all the time. You know, you walk into calls, right, with your kids. For those of you who have, like, um, toddlers, you walk into calls or woolies, right, and you're going shopping and your kid just throws a massive tantrum, right? And what do you, what, like, what do you, like, uh, hi, no, hypothetically, um, telepathically tell people um, when they're going, when they're throwing a fit? It's like, oh, you know, he hasn't had his snack yet, you know, he hasn't had a nap yet, so... Take it easy on him. That's, when, that's what you want to tell people, right? When they're throwing a fit. That's always, there's always a reason, right? But then if it's somebody else's kid throwing a fit in Woolies, right? Your first thought is like, man, that's a lazy parent. Man, that, that parent is raising a child that's probably going to go crazy when he grows up, right? That's your interpretation of that. I'm being honest today. Sometimes I do think about that sometimes, right? And there's always a gap. There's always a gap. And you get to choose what you put in that gap. And I want to I wanna tell you this morning, and I'm, I'm going to be candid today, that we have a spiritual enemy, right? We have a spiritual enemy today. And, you know, one of his titles, and you, you'll find this in Revelation chapter 12, is that he's the accuser, right? And it says the accuser, if you have, if you have time, you know, at home, to read about this, but it's in Revelation chapter 12. Um, it says the accuser accuses the brethren day in and day out. He's always out there, right? He's always accusing people. You know what? You're no good. You're not worthy of God. I saw what you did yesterday, last night. Why are you here? You're not good enough. He's always accusing people, right? And how do we fill the gaps? Well, the devil wants you to fill the gaps with accusations, Right? 
He's the accuser and he wants you to accuse others. He wants you to fill the gap with accusations like, you know what? Well, she doesn't have time for me anymore. So she doesn't have, you know, she doesn't reply to me anymore. She doesn't have time for me. Well, he doesn't care. Nobody understands. Nobody's on my side. Right? He's always accusing people. And the devil wants you to close the gap with accusations this morning. And what do accusations do? We know this. Accusations what? It, it erodes marriages. Accusations splits friendships. I've had many friendships in my life that accusations has, was the cause of our split. Right? Accusations destroys churches. It destroys churches. It destroys the, the, the plans in the kingdom. And the devil wants you to constantly fill the gaps with accusations. But see, God, and I love this, God wants you to fill the gap with love. He wants you to fill the gap with love. And in fact, it says this in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 9. It says this, Whoever foster love covers an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. And how many, how many of us have lost our closest friends due to accusations? Due to small offenses, due to gossip, due to things that the devil wants us to be the cause and to fill the gap with, with horrible things, right? But what does the scripture say? Whoever fosters love, it covers an offense. And what does love do? We all know this. Love gives the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah? Love chooses. Real love chooses to believe the best in the other person. Love chooses to trust that person. Love believes the best in that person. In other words, in other words, right? When you get home, for those of you who are married, when you get home, right? And your wife tells you, can you please cook tonight? Right? Whew. The devil would want you to fill the gap with like, you know what? She's just lazy. You know, she probably didn't do anything at home all day today. Or, or, or he didn't do anything at home or at work today. And he wants me or she wants me to cook tonight. The devil wants you to accuse your wife or your husband. But love doesn't do that. Love says, you know what? She's probably exhausted from work. He's probably exhausted from work today. She's probably just tired and needs to rest. And again, Transformers, you choose what you put in that gap today. You choose. Someone doesn't respond to your text and the devil would say, you know what? Oh, well, you know what? He's not, he's not a good person. He just, doesn't time, he just doesn't have time for me. She's do, too busy for me. See, love doesn't do that. Love assumes the best in the, in the other person, right? You know what? Her phone, love would probably say her phone's probably dead. She's probably busy, right? Maybe she saw it and she forgot about it. He's going to get back to me. We're good friends. Love assumes the best. And I love what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. He says this, be patient. Say, be patient. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each faults. Why? Because your love, because the love that is in you, the love that was freely given to us here at Transform Church, here in the world, God gave us love. And what do we have to do? We, we make allowances for each other's faults because we didn't deserve that love. If I was to like literally show the mistakes and the faults that I've had here and God still turned around and said, I love you, why can't we show that to the other person? Love assumes the best, and we choose to put what we put in that gap. In other words, you know, someone else's behavior is probably not about you, right? Their bad driving is not all about you. Their bad mood is probably not all about you. 
they, they may just be having a bad day, right? They may be, you know, I've had this happen to me before. They may be facing a battle in their own private life and they're just not prepared to share that with you. You want others to give you the benefit of the doubt, but you have to do the same for them first, right? It's so tough. It's so, it's so hard to do that. Why? Because of your love, because the love that is in you when you don't deserve it. But Tom, what if, what if somebody is just rude to you, like he's just so mean to you purposely, right? And this is what I've tried doing, and I want to I wanna emphasize try. Because sometimes, I, 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 I'm being honest with you, sometimes I often forget to do this, but the word try, and this is what I try to do. I try to realize that if someone is unnecessarily hateful to me, like I don't know why they would say that about me, do that to me, they're probably likely going through something that's causing that kind of behavior, right? And believe me when I tell you, when I tell you this, and this is a huge thing, is that if you want to make a bigger difference in this world, you're going to have more people that don't like you, and you're going to have more opposition, and you've got to learn to stay above those offenses. So whenever someone attacks or someone is someone um, unnecessarily harsh to me, what I try to do is I try to tell myself, you know what, I wonder what they're going through because oh, so uh, more often than not is I know hurt people tend to hurt people. Hurt people tend to hurt people, man. So instead of being offended, I want to have compassion for. Instead of being offended about what they did or how they acted or what they didn't do, I want to try to have compassion for and make allowances because... God gave me love freely. I wonder what they're going through. And there's always going to be a gap, Transformers. And you get to choose what you put in that gap. And if you put accusations in the gap, you're always going to be offended. If you put accusations in the gap, you're always going to be carrying a grudge. He did this, she did this. And you will never wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a better place today. I'm, I'm going to be a blessing today. If you're carrying these offenses. My relationships are better than they've ever been because I've been offended by these small things. My effectiveness for God, for the kingdom, is going to be maxing out today because I'm carrying these small grudges over the things that don't really matter. I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11. I love this. Proverbs is like the theme today, guys. Proverbs is the theme today. I love Proverbs. Um, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11, it says this, A person's wisdom, it's wise to be patient. A person's wisdom yields patience. And here's the key. This is the key right here. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. It is to your glory, it's God-honoring to overlook an offense. What does that mean to overlook an offense? Well, to overlook an offense, that's not the same thing as pretending like it didn't happen, right? To overlook an offense is a conscious decision to let it go. It's a form of forgiveness in real time, right? Like I'm not going to carry this and wake up three weeks later and I'm going to decide to forgive somebody. It's in the moment, real-time decision to stay above that offense, to forgive it in the moment, to let it go because I'm, I'm over it. Let it go. But for us as Christ followers, you know, it's so hard. We know this, to, to let things go most of the time, especially small offenses. Quick story, we went to Luna Park, you know, uh, last year with my whole family. The whole family was there. It was great. It was awesome. 
and then my, my you know, our, our little nephew and our little niece were there as well. So, you know, we were just going on rides and everything, and um, I wanted to be a good uncle, and so we wanted, I wanted to, you know, buy my nephew cotton candy, right? So I buy him this huge cotton candy, right, on a stick. It was huge. And I'm like, you know what, and he's enjoying this thing. He's devouring this thing, right? And we know, you know, um, cotton candy is just pure sugar, right? And then when we were going back to, you know, where our family were sitting, like his mom and dad weren't happy with that decision, man, right? And so, you know, they looked at him and they looked at me like they weren't happy. And so as we were walking, he's just devouring this thing, this pure sugarness. And his dad was like, give that to me because you've already had too much. And I'm like, oh, I've got I to gotta stay back a little bit because I don't want to get yelled at too, right? So um, his dad goes, give that to me. You've had too much of this sugary already. You've had too much. And then what's funny is that, what's funny is that my nephew goes to my, to my brother. He goes, he goes, oh, there's only a bit left. I'm not going to eat anymore. I'm just going to hold on to it. I'm just going to hold on to it, okay? Let me hold on. I'm not going to eat anymore. There's only like a little bit left of cotton candy. I'm, gonna hold, I'm not going to hold on. I'm not going to eat it. I'm just going to hold on to it. It was so funny. But how relevant is that when it comes to offenses? Because we want to let things go, but we choose to hold on to it. We choose, even though we know that it's not good for us, we choose to hold on to it. We choose to hold on to it. And that's what we're saying here today, that, you know, we, we choose to put love in the gap. Because why? My calling elevates me. My purpose lifts me. You know, the devil wants, me to, wants to lower me down into the offenses that would drag me down. But because my God has a higher calling for me, I'm already over it. In the moment, I'm over it. I have real-time forgiveness, and I'm choosing to let this go. This isn't going to weigh me down. This isn't going to distract me from my purpose. It's to my glory. It honors God, and I'm, I choose to stay above it. Right? So let's practice today. Let's practice real quick. Your co-worker doesn't invite you to the uh, after-work hangouts. What are you going to say? I'm over it. I'm over it. It's not going to hold me back. Someone makes a snarky comment on your, on your Instagram post or your Facebook post. Man, why do you look photoshopped? Right? You have a pimple here. Did you, did you gain weight today? Right? They put a snarky comment. What are we going to do? I'm over it. It's so hard, but I'm over it. You know, it may take me more than three seconds, but I promise I'm not going to let this drag me down because it is to my glory. To overlook an offense. Wisdom, it yields patience. You know, especially, you know, as Christ followers, as transformers, as examples, as, as vessels and extension of God here in this world, right? Especially in the culture today where you could be offended by almost everything. You know, I believe that like, being offended by small things is one of the most divisive, one of the most destructive tools in the world today. Right? Listen, nobody's going to be changing the world by walking around bitter. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be able to change your world, your family, your ministry by walking around bitter. How can you pour out of a cup that is full of bitterness, accusations, offenses? How could you be a blessing if your cup is full of this murky stuff? How can God fill you up? With blessings and just 
just blessings over blessings that overflows if you're empty or if you're full of this murky stuff. Don't let something so small take you off the mission to show the love of Jesus today. Don't let it happen, right? Imagine, just imagine Jesus just getting off mission, off track for a second, and he goes, you know what? I heard the Pharisees were gossiping around me. So you know what? I don't feel like showing any miracles today. Imagine him saying that, right? Imagine Jesus just like being offended by what, you know, what Peter said, because he already knew what, that Peter was going to deny him three times, Right? But imagine him getting tracked. You know what, Peter, I know you're going to deny me three times. So you know what? I'm just going to leave you 12 and I'm going to go somewhere else. Imagine him getting off track. Imagine the world today if Jesus walked around being offended. No, his mission was all about love. His mission was all about love. I'm here on earth today to show the goodness and the love of Jesus in all that I do. I am the embodiment of love. I won't let anyone take me off. Choose real love today, and love goes a long way. And what I tried, I'm going to close with this today. What I try to do is this, and again, I want, to, I want to reiterate, try, right? What I try to tell myself all the time is that the, the calling ahead of me is far greater than the offense behind me, right? I still have a calling from God. Uh, he has empowered me. He has equipped me, and my life is way too short, and my calling is way too important. Important to be offended by something so small. I'm over it. Say, I'm over it. I'm over it. My calling is to love and it elevates me. My calling is to love and that's my purpose in Christ today. I'm not pulled down by the smaller things, the smaller offenses, the lower offenses in this world. I'm not going to get on social media and start berating whose party or which, gov which side of the government am I going to be in. I'm not going to go on social media and I'm going to defend my theology with anger and hatred. Where's the fruit of the Spirit in that? We're called to love today. We're called to love. You know, I've done so many hurtful things. I've done so many things to offend the heart of God. But you know what? He's still shown me the grace and the mercy and the love even when I don't deserve it. So Transformers, I want to encourage you today that in every interaction that you have this week, choose love. Put love in the gap today. Is that okay, Transformers? Yeah? As always, as always, we want to leave you with some questions to challenge you this week to, to you know, I love the questions that we leave with you guys because it frames um, what our week looks like and what it could be like. Right? It frames your life to, towards more of a blessed, a more satisfying, a more God-honoring life this week. So, the first question that we want to leave you with is this. In what area of my world can I close the gap with love in my interactions? In what area of my world? Choose one, okay? doesn't have to be like, oh, I want to choose my family, my work. In what area of my world? Just one. Could be your family, could be your workplace, could be your friendship group, right? Could be um, at school. But in what area of my life can I choose to put love in the gap in my interactions? Like, for example, I'm going to work and I know that there's a person that's very annoying, right? And I know I'm going to be like, oh, I don't want to talk to this person, right? How can you choose love to be put in the gap in your interactions today, this week. 
And the second question that we want, the second question that we want to leave you today is that how can I use, and this is really tough, and I'm really going to try over this today, uh, this week as well. How can I use real-time forgiveness over small offenses this week? Ooh. How can I say I'm over it like three seconds after? Right? How can I say, uh, you know what? I'm just going to ignore it. Three seconds after. Right? If somebody says, oh, why do you look photoshopped in this photo? How can I say I'm over it? Right? How can I use real-time forgiveness over small offenses this week? We want to leave you those questions because we would love for you here at Transform Church to be, um, you know, our message is to be transferable and practical. So let's try this week. Yeah, let's try to put, you know, um, let's try to put love in the gap, in the gap of our interactions today. Can we do that today, Transformers? Can we do that this week? Why don't you stand with me today? Why don't you stand? Um, we're going to quickly pray. Can I pray for you today? Is that okay? Let's pray together. Transformers. Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.